title of the message tonight is He Came to Forgive. Awesome. You know, it's Christmas time, and what a time to celebrate what he did. And it was brought up already by uh, Mr. Furman. Forgiveness is such a big thing, folks. I don't think we realize how big a thing it really is. Uh, if we if we can't learn to forgive, we're going to find ourselves really. Actually, what happens is if you don't forgive, you end up you end up being one that turns bitter and nasty and hard to be around. And it's because you have allowed that spirit to get on you that takes takes it up. Ephesians one seven says, "In Him we have redemption through His blood." the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. He came on this earth for forgiveness. He came on this earth to shed blood for forgiveness. There had to be blood shed because that's how, that's how sin nature was designed and came in. So back in the old covenant, they sacrificed lambs which shed blood. But Jesus came as that perfect sacrifice. The awesome thing about Jesus is he came and was perfect. Now, we can't do that. But we can try. We can walk better than we walk. And that's some of the things I want to bring up tonight. Well, you know, why, why, did, he, why did he die for our sins? Well, the Bible tells us that he died so that God would see you as righteous. I was a long time in my walk with the Lord back when I was young, really grasping that, that Jesus died for our sins. Well, back, in, back when I was young, I thought well, all that meant was whatever I did prior to my salvation. But it's so much bigger than that. Because he died for our sins. He died for everything that will ever take place in your life. And that's hard to even, in our unforgiving minds, that's hard to even fathom. That he come to the place where no matter what, what we did, what we're doing, or what we're going to do, not that we want to do any of, any, of, any of it, it's still covered. And God looks at you and I as perfect. Now, I'm, bring, I'm emphasizing that because he wants you to walk in forgiveness so everybody you see, they're forgiven. So you don't carry unforgiveness. And if you're not carrying unforgiveness, I mean, if you're, not, if you're not forgiving people, then you're not recognizing what he did for you. Because whenever I, whenever I first got born again, my understanding was, oh, everything in the past. So, okay, you know. And then every time I do something that bothers me, I go, oh, Lord, forgive me. Well, that's, that's not the case. The case is he, he died for everything. So, our place, Donald's going to get it. <laughs> Donna and John used to organize our trips to Branson. And she, what was the name of the guy? Andy she wanted to go see Andy Williams. Well, I don't remember this. And the reason I don't remember this is because I forgot about it. But anyway, she brought it up the other day. Yeah. Christmas song, come on, it was Andy Williams. Yeah, you wouldn't even let us go to that. And I said, Donna, are you walking in unforgiveness? 
And I, I'm kidding with her, and she was kidding with me. But what happens is, when we have something we're upset about, let's say we've been offended, we tend to rehearse it, go over it, talk about it, think about it, get our little group with us about it, and it gets bigger than it was. And what it does is the person that offended you didn't even know it for the most part. But you have put yourself in torture, which I'm going to be reading about that. You're walking in place. But we've got to realize if he died for us to forgive us, that we're forgiven, then that's why it's so vitally important for us to walk. And no matter what anybody has done to me, I've got to be at a place of just letting that go. And not think about letting it go, just letting that go. That's in any relationship here. I don't care who you are or what you are, if you're married, if you're just dating, if you're just a friend. If you get offended, if you take offense, you took the offense. You're walking in unforgiveness. And you're not looking at them like God's looking at us. Because there's scripture in there that says, if you don't forgive, he won't forgive you. Well, that doesn't literally mean he won't forgive you. That literally means that's how serious it is. You, you, we've got to come to the place of recognizing we have got to forgive and let God have it. In God's eyes, see, you're forgiven in right standing. In our eyes, everyone should be instantly forgiven and in right standing with us. You say, but, but, but they did this to me. That doesn't make any difference what they did to you. Your place is to forgive. Well, what is forgiveness? It's to pardon. <clears throat> it's to drop an offense. Treat the offender as not guilty. In Colossians 3.13, I want to go there real quick. I think it's back here. I think I got a mark right. This is in the uh, Passion Bible. I want to read from 12 down, down into 14. Listen to this. So good in this translation. You are always, it's talking about loving one another. You are always, you, you are always and dearly loved by God. So, so robe yourself with virtues of God. Since, since you have been divinely chosen by the, to be holy. <clears throat> be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. And be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble. Unfavorable in your practice, in your patience of others, tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Christ. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and, and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of a tr of true maturity. If someone upsets you, anybody, I don't care who it is. Number one, you're mad because you didn't get your way. But if you take offense to that and carry that, you are not walking in that virtue that's been placed inside of you. And I think we're all guilty of not having a real understanding of what God really did in all of this. I mean, he died. Think about, think about some of the stuff we've all done in the past and maybe involved in now, that God has forgiven us for that. Well, then, how can we, when we run into anybody and get upset with them, how can we walk in unforgiveness when you really think about the, 
the complexity of that whole situation. Mark 11.25 tells us, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them and let it go, period. See, our sin nature doesn't want us to let go. I mean, that's just fact, fact. Uh, we, but we have been given a free will. That is where it's all at. We have been given a free will. I was watching a lady the other day with a puppet in her hand, and she was talking to that puppet just like that puppet was alive. And I thought, how comical, but how, how we're the same way. We know what we're going to say before we say it. We know what we shouldn't say. and We know we're, we're sometimes let our flesh direct what we say and what we do when in fact we should be listening to the Holy Spirit say what we do. And we'll, Everybody here knows you should forgive. But we've got to come to that place of, of making the puppet talk right in our lives. And we've got to come to that place of understanding that that's the way it's got to be. Ephesians 4.22 said, Put off your sinful nature, which, which grow. Listen to this. I don't remember the translation of this. Put off your sinful nature, which grows more corrupt by its deceitful selfishness. What do you do to choose to be upset, to walk in unforgiveness? Your selfishness. And the more you convince, the more you talk about it, and the more you think about it, and the more you think about it, the more your selfishness gets you to the place where you, you feel like you're doing, you feel like you've got a right to be. You've got a right to be upset. You've got a right to be mad. You've got a right to be. I, I, I think back at my 30-plus years here, 32, 34 years here, the number of people that just literally walked out and never said anything to anybody. I've got a whole lot of knives in my back. And if I didn't learn real quick, I'd, I would be a bitter old man. I met a pastor here oh, a year and a half ago that was getting ready to retire, and he was a, the, the most bitter man I've ever been around. And it's because he let hurt get to him. Everyone here can get the same way every day. And you've met those people that are old and grumpy and grouchy and bitter and ornery. Most of them are unforgiving people. Because they've not learned, they've not, they've not recognized what Christ really did for them. They've not recognized that I'm a mess, but I've been forgiven. I mean, totally forgiven. I can't mess it up. The Bible says I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. I can't mess up what I've got. I, by me receiving him as Lord and Savior, I cannot mess that up. I'm going, now, I may live hell on earth by my choices, but I'm going to be okay. But we've got to be the same way towards people. We've got to be the same way towards people that have hurt us in the past. We've got to be that way. Why? Because that's what the Bible tells us to do. I want to I read... Matthew 18, uh, 21, 21 down to 35. And I want you to, to listen to this. They were talking about, they were talking about forgiving. And Peter approached Jesus. Peter approached Jesus and said, "How many times have I to forgive my fellow believer who keeps offending me? Seven times." Well, 
the Jewish custom was three times. They were taught at the synagogue, to, you forgive three times and you just, you just be mad. So he really thought he was handing it out seven times. And you all know the answers to this. I'm going to go on and read it, though. Seven times. Jesus answered, not seven times, Peter, but 70 times, seven times. In other words, folks, constantly. It goes on and it says, he says, the lesson of forgiveness is heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. There once was a king who had servants who had borrowed money from the royal treasure. He decided to settle the accounts with each of them. As he, began to as he began the process, it came to his attention that one of the servants owed him, got here a billion dollars, but what that really represents is an outstanding debt that, you, that it's impossible to pay. He goes on, so he summoned the servant before him and said to him, pay me, pay me what you owe, what you owe me. When the servant was unable to repay his debt, the king ordered that he was sold as a slave along with his wife and children and every possession they owned as payment toward his debt. The servant threw himself face down, everybody knows the story, at his master's feet and begged for mercy. Please be patient with me. Just give me more time and I will repay you all that I owe. Upon hearing his pleas, the king had compassion of his servant and released him and forgave his entire debt. Now listen to what happens here. Tell me this don't, don't happen to a lot of us. No sooner than he had left when he had met one of his fellow servants, he owed him $20,000. He seized him by the throat and began to choke him, saying, You better pay me right now everything you owe me. Have you ever thought about why he switched so quick? It wasn't that he was sorry for what he owed. He got caught. He just got caught. And so many of us walk in that arena until we get caught, and then we put on this act like we're really sorry, but then when rubber hits the road again, look what happened. He didn't even get away from there, and he was strangling a guy that owed him just a little bit of money. But that's because he didn't understand the power of forgiveness. He didn't understand how much, what really took place there. He could never, ever, ever have paid this debt. And he got caught. And instead of having an understanding of what really took place, he just got caught. So it didn't affect him one bit. And he went right back out and was the same scoundrel he was before. We do the same thing. We get mad at someone because it's not like we want it. And all they want is mercy because they made a mistake. But we don't want to give it to them. But yet, look what God's done. For, and look what other people have done for us. How many times have you been forgiven and really been forgiven by people and let go? But yet, one time it didn't work your way. It all goes back to selfishness. Everybody in here. We, everybody in here battles selfishness. And it's, the scripture tells us in the end times, what's going to be happening? We're going to be lovers of self. Why? Because everything's about self. Everything we do is about self. When it comes down to this, somebody wrongs me, I've got a right to be mad at them. I've got a right to walk in unforgiveness. I, can, I don't even have to talk to them anymore. I, don't, I can talk about them and, feel, and it's okay. And the list goes on and on. But what it is, is you've come to a place... 
you've come to a place where you never did really understand how much Christ forgave you. I'm going to read, it goes on. You better pay me right now everything you owe me. His fellow servant threw himself face down on his feet and begged, please be patient with me. If you'll just give me time, same thing he said, I will repay you all that is owed. But the one who had his debt forgiven stubbornly refused to forgive what was his own, his own he owed. He had his fellow servant thrown into prison and demanded he remain there until he repaid the debt in full. I always thought that was such a silly thing. How's he going to pay the debt? He's in jail. When his associates saw what he was going on, they were outraged and went to the king and told him the whole story. The king said to him, you scoundrel. He is a scoundrel, isn't he? Is this the way you respond to my mercy? Now, I throw this out because, listen, every, I want you to hear my voice here. Every time you walk in unforgiveness, you're right here. Can we not respond to his mercy, what God has done for us, and give that to other people? Yes. But, 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 there's no buts to it. Is God not in charge of our lives? Is, is, does God not know? Does, does he not tell us everything bad he'll turn for good? We live a much more peaceful life if we come to that place of just people hurt you. You just go and let it go. You don't think about it. You don't talk about it. You don't spend time with it. You just let it go. Why? Because we should understand the mercy he had for us. Because you begged me, I forgave you this massive debt that you owed me. Why didn't you show the same mercy to your fellow servant that I showed to you? In fury and anger, the king turned him over to the prison guards to be tormented until his debt was repaid. One of the, one of the translations says that they, they put you on a rack and they tie your hands and they tie your feet and then they, and then they stretch you. Wouldn't it be easier just to, to, to forgive? In the same way, my, heaven, my heavenly Father will deal with any of you if you do not release forgiveness from your heart towards your fellow believer. A powerful, powerful set of scripture, but we've got to understand, we've got to be in the place in our life where no matter what is going on or what is taking place, we have got to learn to forgive. We have got to allow to forgive. I had a situation in my life where my father Stuff went on, it was going on. It, I just, I, I didn't have an understanding of this. And I was so, I could, I, I've told other people this. I could have took a gun and shot my father. I was that upset about it and that unforgiving about it. And I'll never forget, God was still working with me to even be involved in ministry. And he spoke to me and said, you don't know what I've done to him. You don't know how I've dealt with him. You don't know what, what's going to happen with him. It's none of your business. And God did take care of it. But boy, did I take care of that with me. I, I immediately let him have that. And it seemed like it was a, a lesson that God gave me it was when we were first starting this church. Just, just getting the doors cranking on the church. And that come up. And it was just like the enemy. He plays the game like that. And if I wouldn't have chose to forgive, I don't believe we'd all be here. I really don't. Or somebody else would have been here doing what I've been doing for 32 years. It's so... Every one of us has got dysfunctional families. I don't care 
who you are. Well, my mom and dad were great. They still were dysfunctional. That's just the way it is. But we've got to walk in a place and recognize in a place that we've got to let God have all of that and let him have it for sure. And he has. <laughs> we've got to come to that place. Do I learn to forgive and let it go? Or do I walk in unforgiveness? Do we allow bitterness to run our life? Do we allow unforgiveness to cause the bitterness? No, we choose the other. Ephesians 4.22 says, put off, your, put off your sinful nature. Put off your sinful nature, which grows more corrupt by its, its deceitful selfishness. It, it, will absolutely de de it will absolutely destroy you. It's, sel it's self-destructive is what it is. See, I want to live a life of forgiveness. I don't want to live a, a life of unforgiveness where everything's... And I've got a choice with that. That's the, that's the big deal with this, folks. We've got a choice. We've got to recognize. We've got to allow God to allow the things in our life. See, forgiveness is not a process, but progress. It, it shows maturity in you and shows the maturity in those around you when you can walk in that, come to that place of just giving Christ what it is. It's really a, a deliberate choice. It's really a recognizing when Jesus said, no, not, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Well, take 70 times seven and see how many times you've got to forgive in the eight hours that you're, or the 12 hours or 14 hours you're awake during the day. It's all of the time, all of the time. So where, where does it start? What do we do? Well, number one, recognize that if you carry offense, if you carry unforgiveness, you are putting yourself in a frozen state. You will not grow in the Lord. You'll just be right. Have you ever been to a class reunion and, and met people that you hadn't seen for 20 years? Some of them are just exactly like they were in high school. You know why that is? Because they're unforgiving people. There's no growth in them. There's no maturity in them. And you want to mature in the things of the Lord, you've got to forgive every situation and circumstance that comes up. You should let it go. Is, is it easy? No. <laughs> There's no way it's easy. It's, it's coming to that place of faith, knowing that God has got this situation. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So if someone hurts me, I've got to know that God's got that. I've got to know that God's going to take care of that. I've got to know that God's going to turn that for good. I, and that's all by faith because I don't see it. So forgiveness is really a big, 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 big step of faith, trusting that God's got it. But he does have it, and he will take care of it every, every time. Choose to forgive. Just choose. Just, just that's, I mean, that's how it starts. You just, all right, I, I'm just letting it go. I'm going to let it go. You know, I got wrote down, don't play reruns. I've watched enough Andy of Mayberry and some of them I can, I can, it can come on in the morning and I can watch it for 10 seconds and know the whole show. That's a rerun. Well, if Jay does something wrong to me and I take offense to it and I start rerunning that and rerunning that and rerunning that and rerunning that, then because I've been thinking about it, then guess what I'm going to start talking about? And guess what I'm going to start sharing with people around me? Mm -hmm. Do you know what Jay did to me the other day? 
And you might sound real spiritual at first. You know, he probably didn't mean to, but you know what Jay said to me? You know what Jay did to me? And you rerun it, and you rerun it. And then the problem with that is, the problem with that is the person that I'm telling that to is going to take offense because Jay hurt me. And then they're going to rerun it. And they're going to rerun That's where the gossip gets started. There's nothing more destructive in this church that has happened than gossip. And it all comes from unforgi unforgiveness. You say, well, why is that unforgiveness? Because you're not happy with something. Well, they don't do it like I, I would do it. That's why we didn't vote on the carpet. That's why we didn't vote on nothing. We had a, we had a group of people that just made the decisions. This is what we're going to do. Because we knew someone would walk in unforgiveness. It all goes back to self. It, everything goes back to self. Self and pride, self and pride, self and pride. Proverbs 17 Nine says, he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Oh, we know how powerful that is. We've got to come to that place in the area of forgiveness. We've got to learn to, to walk, walk in forgiveness, but we can't do it in ourselves. I have found in my own personal life that if, if, I try, if I try to forgive this guy right here, it never gets done right. But if I ask the Holy Spirit to help me take care of that, it's already done. And he will take care of that. And he'll give me the power to take care of that. Uh, I like Ephesians 3.16. It says, through his unlimited resources, in the New Living Translation, through his unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Everything works through his spirit if you let it do it. See, he came on the earth... As a baby, and that's what we're going to be celebrating, all to take care of everything that you and I did. And it wasn't just you and I. It's the entire world. Jesus is calling. <laughs> she got it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. John 10.10 10 says, He came that you may have have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. That's what he come for, folks, that we could walk in peace and joy and happiness, all those things that have been placed inside of us. But I'm telling you, forgiveness is the key to all of it. He did it for you. He wants, to do it for, he wants us to do it for others. Your, your whole life, your whole marriage, your whole everything would be better if you could just learn to just let it go. When Connie and I was married, we learned real early in life to quit trying to change each other because what are we trying to do? We're trying to get it like we want it and we carry offense if they don't change. And if you just let God have it, and I found in me doing that that I was a bigger mess than she was. And I was trying to change her. You can't change anybody. Because that's just... It's really just a basis of being unforgiving toward them because they're not what you want them to be. <laughs> yeah. And if you just would be like I want, I'd be happy. And we're all guilty of that with other people and other things. Forgiveness, it's got to come. Let's bow our heads a minute. Father, I thank you. There's probably not a person in here, a person that's listening right now that hasn't got somebody somewhere 
that comes up in their mind right now that they really don't know if they've really given to you. So, Father, we're taking those people, those thoughts, those situations, those circumstances, and, Lord, we're just releasing that right now that we just don't, we don't want to spend time on that. We don't want to rehearse it. We don't want to go over that. We can't fix what happened. We can't, take, we can't do anything with it. We just got to let you have it and trust by faith that whatever took place that hurt us, you're going to fix it. And you're going to take place. Because your word says you'll take everything that's went wrong and you'll make it for good for us. Lord, we thank you for everything that's going on in our lives. And we're going to learn to just grow in maturity and recognize that we've got to forgive every situation and every circumstance, Father. And we thank you for our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. you got about ten minutes to visit. I'm done.